So wait, you were like a fucking Geometry Wars pro? Yeah, dude. I uh, I got. I'm trying to find. I might have deleted them, but I took some pictures. Like the first week it came out, I was all over this game mode that I loved in the second one called Pacifism, where you have no uh, you have no right stick shooter, and you have to go through these gates, and on either side of the gate are bombs, and like a million blue things start spawning everywhere, and like try to kill you until you destroy them with the bombs and then when you destroy them you have to go back and pick up their like white essence and that increases your multiplier <laughs> so that you get more points for each of them and i was absolutely filthy at that shit and i like broke a couple i Legs. broke into a couple top of hundreds couple bones in, in that one couple yeah so shredding but i can't seem to find it now it's upsetting all right, That's so I have our sports. fucking names up, and this looks kind of kind of good for as fucking janky as this is. Where did you fucking hit the button? Okay. Okay, we're live. We're fucking going, yeah, what else, dude. It's a big pog. Big pog. Okay, so <laughs> let me just get this Discord shit going. It's going. I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to look at uh, what we had going on for the discussion topics. Gotcha. Okay, so I guess this is the Run It Back podcast, episode number one, or at least the attempt of episode number one. And um, Run It Back was a before? name that. What's that? You ever hear of a podcast before? <laughs> I never heard of one of those. Podcast. Um, Talk about podcasts? We came up with this name like, what, a half hour ago? I mean, <laughs> if that. So, so yeah, this like is our first attempt. Um, we're a Valorant podcast. And we're going to talk about fucking Valorant, I guess. Um, all things Valorant, you know, gameplay. We're going to talk about maybe the competitive scene if and i mean it's going to be a thing we can't deny that there's going not going to be valorant esports it's a fucking riot game and league of legends is the biggest <laughs> fucking esport in the world so there's going to be valorant esports so you know we we might get into valorant esports discussions when that becomes a thing depending on how into it we get i suppose um but yeah so the first thing that i have here that i wanted to talk about was how how in depth the discussion is around comparing Valorant to other games and what it means to come from a specific competitive game into Valorant because it's actually really cool I think to see how many different players from other games are all coming into Valorant more so than any other competitive shooter I've seen so far like when Overwatch first came out four years ago now um, there were like you didn't hear about oh you know you have the CS players and you have the whoever else Quake I guess Quake players the T TF2 was was a, was a big one at the time because TF2 was still the only game of its kind until Overwatch came out so you heard you had the TF2 players coming in and maybe CS players the thing is Overwatch was such a different game from Counter-Strike that at the time, I, I'm not even sure how many 
CS players came and tried out Overwatch, but if they did, not a lot of them stuck around because of how different yeah, of a game it, was, it is. It was it was a fun weekend, I think, for most of the Ex serious Counter Strike community. Exactly. So with Valorant, though, Valorant comes out at a time where we have a massive game like Overwatch, and Counter Strike is still going strong, if not stronger than ever right now. Absolutely, and stronger than ever, boys. It is Valorant itself is more or less a mix between those two games, right? You have the this pretty much the same exact gameplay as Counter Strike, and you have characters, specific characters. It's 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 compared to Overwatch, right? It's Counter Strike. Yeah, it's closer to Counter Strike. That's for sure. And you have you have you know characters like in Overwatch that have different abilities that make the game play out almost like a MOBA in some aspects. So you have the the FPS, the hardcore tactical FPS aspect of it and the hero ability MOBA aspect of it. So there's a lot of discussion the point that I'm trying to get to here is there's a lot of discussion between people from different communities, mainly Overwatch and Counter-Strike, um, talking about, you know, are the are the Counter-Strike players going to be better at the game because it's so the, the gunplay is so much like Counter-Strike, but there's abilities in it, so maybe the Overwatch crowd will be a little bit better at the game from that aspect. And um, you know me, I come from Overwatch, so I have a, a very big love for Overwatch and the Overwatch community. So I know I know that at the start, so many people were like, oh, the Counter-Strike players are going to be better. The Counter-Strike players are going to be better. But after a few of the, the um, invitationals that we've seen so far, a couple of the, you know, the low-key tournaments, there hasn't been anything super big yet, but... There has been a couple of tournaments here and there so far, and the Overwatch players are actually doing very well, surprisingly. So I wanted to hear what you know you guys thought about that whole concept in general, the Overwatch versus Counter-Strike coming into Valorant discussion. What's your yeah, opinion? Yeah. I mean, if, if uh, I think what's happening there is just that those are high-level players. And I think high-level players will also be able to adapt to new games quicker. I think if you're taking it on a middle of the road and you're taking the average Overwatch player and the average CS player, the average Overwatch player will probably be worse, I think. Be at least at first, because it will take those players longer to learn the base mechanics of like how to operate within the game and how to move with the bomb and things like that, which I feel like Overwatch players have less experience with in that way. Um, but I think once that levels out, then it'll just come down to who could shoot better. Or who I can strategize better. I think you absolutely nailed it. And I think we're already seeing that, right? Like, exactly what you said. There's a lot of 101 that you can take from CS into Valorant um, that isn't present in Overwatch. But like you said, people that are that good at FPS games are going to be able to aim 
regardless, and they're going to figure out the difference in the way the game, like the movement systems in the game, they're going to figure that out very quickly, and they're going to learn that 101 very quickly. And yeah, in those in those invitationals that we've seen, uh, yeah, no, the Overwatch guys are right up there. You know, they're, in my opinion, they're probably the second best team from 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 everything I've seen. You know? Besides I the mean, dev team, obviously, right? there's no real rank. <laughs> yeah, the devs are the devs are fucking deadly. <laughs> the CS team is deadly, and then the Overwatch team is right up there. I don't. I wouldn't put you know rainbow six pros on that same level i don't think i would put uh you know PUBG pros on that same level like fortnite guys they all have that raw skill right but like you're saying i think cs players have that edge of just years and years of experience in clutch situations and knowing how these things typically play out and then how to play against the rules kind of thing the one thing that i've noticed playing valorant is that when you do get yourself into a situation, and this, this is directly comparable to Counter-Strike, um, when you do get yourself into a situation where you need to clutch around, or, you know, the, the spike timer is ticking down and you need to defuse, or you need to plant, whether you're on attack side or defending side, the the rush of adrenaline that you get in that scenario and the the when you have to put on your big boy pants and start sweating in a situation like that it is more anxiety inducing than any scenario that i have experienced in overwatch and that is somebody who that is coming from somebody who has over 3000 hours in overwatch right so Overwatch is a very sweaty game, but the thing is, in Overwatch, it's it's constant action. Yeah, right. It's a different. Yeah, it's just a different tempo. It's yeah, you're just go go ahead, go ahead. No, that it's like when there's like some crazy part in a song in a movie, and then there's like maybe one thing playing, like a slight string instrument going, <laughs> or like or like maybe nothing for like two seconds. Sure you start like losing it and like you can't hear anything and there's like impending like doom there's like <laughs> the 1v2 the bomb there's like beep, beep. like yeah, man like the sound design in the game is pretty sick and sure. they make it so that in those like tight situations you're really feeling it big yeah time. there's like the red flashing if it gets under like what is it under 20 seconds when when you have to plant the ball like there's a lot of visual cues that make it more of a heart pounding game than other stuff i've played like that sure yeah and and they they seem to have struck such a good balance between like i think the thing that uh deters people from enjoying counter-strike more is the fact that the game doesn't really tell you anything about how the game operates like you have to take it upon yourself to do the homework to figure out how the game engine works and like how movement works right um yeah there's a lot of things in valorant that make it really easy to pick up the game and play it at a high level like there's a lot of stuff going on like you said with the the color of the timer and like how things appear on the mini map and how when you're using certain abilities you can use the mini map to line them up 
and how you can see your opponent's use of abilities on the minimap and stuff like that. There's it's, question it's... marks popping up. Like, there's a lot of different stuff where you have to keep track of a lot of stuff all at once. It's on built to be a hardcore competitive yeah. game, but it's also pretty easy to pick up. They, they somehow struck a really good balance between those two things. Definitely more so than Counter-Strike. Yeah. yeah. As far as... Um... Definitely ease of access like being able to just go in and it's still it's still tough right if you have never played counter-strike before and the gunplay i feel like is counter-strike is the only thing that's comparable to the gunplay in valorant yeah it's definitely the closest i don't know how rainbow six works like for somebody who has never played counter-strike and doesn't understand how the gunplay works and like i like i said i come from overwatch but i have played counter-strike so i do understand how the gunplay works in counter-strike but for say a casual overwatch player who wants who sees the hype around valorant and they're like man i want to try this new game i love overwatch i play it casually but i want to try this this new shooter that all of the overwatch people that i know are talking about right and they try and play valorant for the first time and they they're going to they will be slapped in the face very hard with how different and how more um how how much more punishing the gunplay is in a game like Valorant or Counter-Strike than it is in Overwatch. Um in Overwatch the aiming mechanics are a lot more wild, right? You're constantly aiming all over the place, up in the air, you're, there's tracking aim, which isn't really much of a thing in Counter-Strike and Valorant. Tiny bit here and there if you're trying to shoot somebody who's, for some reason, trying to tap you while sprinting across a choke point or something like that. But you're really right, not right, tracking not, for the most point. For the, for the most sense. part. Right. But um, it even though the the mechanics are a lot more intensive moment to moment in Overwatch, it the game isn't as punishing as a game like Counter-Strike or Valorant, where if you make a mistake, you lose right then and there. If you can make mistakes in Overwatch and still get out of them, and even if you do make a mistake in Overwatch, you respawn and get back to the fight, right? If you make a mistake against a reasonably decent player in Valorant... That doesn't even have to be a reasonably decent player. Guy right, can just get lucky. Right. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, no, if you make a mistake that you are then out of the round and you sit there and think about it for 45 seconds, which is well, honestly something that I love coming from Counter-Strike. It's like you have to be super precise with your thought process, what you're going to do. You got to have a backup plan for if that doesn't work out right. And so, you know, it's just another level of uh, play there. Well, I think it's it's also the... Like, let, let's take a game like Halo. You have shields, and those shields will not go down for quite a few shots. You will take a larger amount of damage before you have to do something or you will die. So it gives you more opportunity to run. It can also, like that game or in Overwatch, give you the ability to turn around and start, like, shooting somebody. If you're caught and someone's behind you in Valorant or in CS, you don't have enough uh, health or like resources in that regard to be able to get away. If someone catches you and they shoot you from behind, you're probably dead. 
unless they're catastrophically bad. Right. And then, I mean, listen, it happens. It happens a lot. But like, yeah, yeah. I think to your point, um, well, it's weird because you can't say positioning isn't important in Overwatch. That's almost the entire game. But in the same aspect, positioning changes so quickly in Overwatch just based uh, because of how the movement systems work and like a lot of characters have mobility options you know right now in Valorant there's only one yeah if you want to count raise with her like you know C4 jump or whatever there's like three agents with mobility options right so position changes a lot quicker in Overwatch so you can't get punished as quickly for being out of position but yeah what you're what you're saying about Valorant is definitely true if someone gets behind you or just catches a timing on a flank they could kill three people easily you know? and, and, and that and you see that all the time that yeah. sort of thing is like a i know is a very um very complicated game design decision when it comes to developers making a competitive shooter like this is called time to kill right the the idea is how quickly do you die when you're getting attacked in a game like this and the balance around something like that I know is very difficult with Valorant they kind of had they they knew that they were going into the game making it based off of Counter-Strike the gunplay so they had something to base it off of already they knew it was going to be an extremely fast time to kill if you get shot in the head with almost any weapon in that game you are instantly dead every weapon in the game is hit scan so meaning when you click your mouse if you are aiming at your target the bullet hits instantaneously and yeah yeah, there's no projectiles in the game like an overwatch like farah has her rockets that if you shoot they move through the map before reaching their target it's not instant like mccree or widowmaker when you when you click your mouse the damage is instantaneous if you are aiming at a target that will take damage every weapon like in in um valorant is hit scan and they all and you have 150 max health if you buy full armor and most of the guns in the game will one shot you in the head through full armor health so the time to kill in the game is extremely quick so it's really all about reaction time right you need to be able to react to situations faster than your opponent Reaction time is a thing in every shooter, but in a game like Counter-Strike and Valorant, it is almost entirely what separates good players from the best players. Well, the other thing, too, is that I I think that this is less so than maybe in CS, but I think it's also too early to tell, but more so than in any other games, is that when you have... Um, when you have the best positioning, that will buy you the most time. And I think that that time that you buy using the better positioning over an opponent is more valuable in this game than in most other games. CS, probably not. But I think that that time that you buy from the better positioning over an opponent is more valuable even than having better reaction time. Definitely. If you can buy yourself a second and a half on an opponent, you can probably kill them, even if they're better. I agree. I think the one thing that is more important, maybe more important, than being able to 
aim very efficiently in with very quick reaction time is having a coordinated team that can engage and disengage well in in counter-strike and valorant you're never really disengaging if you engage you if you commit to a fight you're in the fight but being able to um engage in a fight with a coordinated team everybody's on the same page that is probably the one thing that is more important than having really really crisp aim in in a game like that because if you can surprise and overwhelm the enemy team as a collective team the chances of you winning that fight are so much higher even if the enemy team is able to get like a pick or two with you engaging if you are able to engage trade them out do the numbers game exactly if you were able to engage um again that's that's counter-strike 101 right there that's trading and and as a whole concept in a nutshell is if you bring more people to the bomb site than they have defending it you win right Mm -hmm. so yeah so the the next thing that i wanted to talk about and maybe the last thing for now since we don't have all that much time left since nick has shit that he's got to do um let me just take a quick look at what we got going on here. So we could talk about the patch that recently went live. Mm-hmm. Right? So you know me. One of the things that I was complaining about with the game very early on was Raze, right? Raze is a character, for those who don't know, who has a lot of very high damage abilities and one of the things that was talked about with Valorant leading up to its release when players had a chance to players were invited by Riot to play the game before beta went live um, and all of that Um, the talk around the game was that yes there are abilities but they are all very focused on utility over damage. The damage is supposed to be from the gunplay. But gunplay was always supposed to be the the key to this whole game. Exactly. Gunplay was always supposed to be the way that you win, right? Yes. And the abilities were supposed to be the utility that helped you do that. Right, exactly. It was it was it was very much the abilities that you can buy are utility based not damage dealing abilities for the most part and then this was all before raise was released into the game right raise wasn't released until the the beta went live she was a new character that nobody knew about so the beta goes live and this character pops up who is to make another overwatch reference essentially junk rat right from overwatch this explosives um centric character who has all of these abilities that deal massive amounts of damage on their own they're not strictly utility based they could be used as utility area denial or movement right but they yes, all but like i mean they're all literally like rocket launchers and explosions right so. <laughs> exactly so you have her her um satchel pack that she throws out that's basically a uh a mine that has a detonator. Last, last pack is what it's called in the game. Yeah. And then you have her grenades, 
her um, paint shells, her paint shell grenades, and then you have her rocket launcher, which is her alt, which is her alt, right? which is yeah, you pull out a rocket launcher, and I believe you have, I think it's four seconds to shoot the rocket or it goes away, mm-hmm. and then uh, she's also got what they call a boom bot, which a lot of people call the Roomba. Right, I forgot uh, about the which bot. Which is a, a robot that you put down on the floor, and if it has someone in its line of sight, it will then home in on them, and akin to a bouncing Betty, it will jump up and explode in their face, thus right. killing them. It looks like uh, BB-8 from Star Wars. Yeah, it's like... I didn't realize it's like that a, until it, just now. It rolls that's... on itself yeah. toward an enemy and bounces yeah. off of walls when it gets near people. Yeah, it's like a kamikaze droid. <laughs> But... So, so that's the thing. I mean, like you said, yes, they can be used as, you know, area denial utility. I think the thing that irks a lot of people is that it's not only that, but it does area denial. And if you, like, if you get seen by that area denial, it can also kill you. Right. That's the thing that I think that, like, ticks a lot of people off. Right um, and me personally, I ha- like we've played it, uh, and I guess we should have said this at the top of the sh- the show, but like we all have access to the closed beta. We've played it probably for like a week now. Mm-hmm. It's a fair uh, guess, I've right? played it a crazy amount, considering how much I've played games in general. So, quick background: like on Steam, I have twenty five hours played of CS, and I've got probably. 80-ish in Overwatch, and that's about it. I haven't played any other games with a mouse and keyboard. I'm mostly a console gamer, so this is my first, like, real mouse and keyboard type. But a lot of those hours in Overwatch were also controllers, so I can't even count all those. Um, But that's kind of my experience with this kind of stuff, and Raze has not been an issue for me at all. Maybe I've gotten killed once or twice by something where I'm like, oh damn, that that was shitty, but on the whole, like, Raze has not been someone who I'm like, I need to watch out for. I usually, if there's a good raise, it's probably because they're shooting me in the head, not, like, sending rockets at me. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, so, to that same point, you know, I, I've been playing CS super casually for, like, over 10 years, um, and I just prefer to play a very passive, like, style of CS. So... I have not found Raze to be overly unbearing. I, like, similar to what you just said, like, I'll take note if she's close to me, but it's not really something that I find myself having trouble with. Yeah. Um, but I think for people that like to play an aggressive style, it goes... Me. <laughs> it goes directly against what I think a lot of Overwatch players are used to, which is the need to play aggressive and to continue that pressure and that push against the opposite team. I have it ingrained in my DNA. Right, that's what I, you have to do to I win the game. I love playing so aggressively. You have to. Um, and yeah, so I, I think against a particular type of player, she is especially annoying. But on a larger scale, in the in the big picture, you know, yeah, it seems like her toolkit goes against what they intended for 
with the abilities in the first place, but I also am aware that Ray's as a character, like those abilities are some of the oldest abilities in the devs like toolkit. I think I did see them say that. So they're not new necessarily. But as as a package in a character, they are new, all being in the same toolkit for someone. So it's yeah. like. So let's uh-huh. let's look at the changes that they made to her, right? Because it while I was somebody who was complaining a lot about it, there was also a ton of backlash against the character on Twitter. Everyone complaining about Ray's being overpowered. Her ultimate ability is ridiculous. It you know you just shoot it at a choke point, three people die. I, I do feel like since then people have been learning when you hear her scream whatever it is that she screams when she pulls out a rocket launcher run the fuck away or you're gonna get blown up by a goddamn rocket launcher yeah you know I've, I've mean? definitely I've got that in my brain whenever I hear the voice line I just turn pull the knife out run but yeah, the I mean, devs I- have responded pretty quickly to the backlash against the character and have already given her nerfs so I do want to look at these real quick so it's not just the rocket launcher that they nerfed so far. Um, I don't even think they touched the rocket launcher. I, 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 I think don't even in terms know. of ultimate, I think that Sova's uh, through walls arrow is a more destructive and better alt than the Ray's rocket launcher. The his like raise... his lightning blast that he shoots yeah. through walls and like can like. If you're just going alt to alt, I feel potentially, like yeah, I think I think you're right in in essence, but I, I just, think to to have a successful use of the Sova alt, you need a lot more info than you need for a raise alt, right? Raise like you said, you could just throw a rocket at a corner, and sometimes you'll get lucky and hit three people. Like you don't that. get lucky, you don't get lucky with Sova's alt. You know what I mean? It's well, if, it's if very skill centric. If you shoot at a bomb site once the lightning passes through it will probably illuminate somebody mm. and then you can sh- you have two more from there you I can think make your own intel with that when they get two to kill yeah but you you need the intel of the bomb is already planted on a site and you know where it's planted and sure. you're ac- across the map or something like it's very it's very contextual whereas rays you could just shoot a rocket like it's much it's much simpler yeah. No, I, I agree. No, but 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 I, I I'm agreeing with you. I think Sova's has more potential to it. The thing with Sova's I, ultimate ability and an ability like um I think it's Brimstone's ultimate ability, the the airstrike, things like that, you can deny somebody trying to plant or defuse the spike with an ability like that. Yeah, because, that's why they're super powerful. Right, because if your team plants the spike on an area on the site and you know where exactly where it is planted all you have to do is hide behind a wall somewhere wait for someone on the enemy team to defuse and then blast that ultimate exactly where the spike was planted and they just can't defuse and the fact that you can do that from across the map with those two characters yeah exactly that's massive there's a lot of cross map stuff though like it's not there like is. they limited that. There is quite a bit of stuff that can go wherever. Yeah, well, and and same thing. Like if if you're raised and this and the bomb is planted at A and you're over on B, but you know the lineup, you just chuck a grenade and it does the same thing, right? So like, yeah, I I think there's a lot of potential for cross map stuff, not limited to 
ultimates. So I did want to just take a look real quick at what they did to raise. Um, so her so paint the, shells. The major one, yeah, the major thing is that they reduced the number of grenades that she has from two to one. Right. So she only has one charge. Now, I've never actually played raise before. Does the way her charges work, she just gets one per round regardless of kills? Yeah. Okay, yep. so and she does not recharge her her paint shells if she were to get kills. Correct. It, pre, what patch is this? Point four seven. Yeah, that was true. Okay, so it says you paint shells at, now. You would get one at the beginning of every round, and then you can buy more. It says paint shells now have a kill reset, requiring players to get two kills to refresh cooldown. So that that's the big mechanic of the nerf. Is first of all they took one of them away, so you only have one. And then, if you want to get that second one in the same round, you can get it, but you have to get two kills. Okay, so they round. do recharge with the limbs. Then that was the one thing that I was. Now wasn't. they do. Yes. Okay. That's that's yeah. That's the up the big update, pretty much. Wait, wouldn't it then work that you have to spend the first to get the second? Yes. You can. Okay. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. There's only one slot available at any given okay. time gotcha and i've and never you, i've never and, and and you get it at the beginning of every round anyway so yes you have to spend your grenade and then get two kills in that same round to have a second grenade in that round i guarantee you that this is going to end up like even though i was the type of person who was complaining about rays early on i guarantee you that her character is going to end up being like bastion was when overwatch first came out Everyone thought Bastion was the most broken character in the entire game. Right. Can't beat Bastion. He deals way too much damage. You can't kill him. And then it took a very small amount of time for people to realize, wow, Bastion actually sucks. It's very easy to counter him. You know, he deals a ton of damage, but he is so restricted in every other aspect that's important about the game, movement and things like that. It makes him very easy to counter, and he's actually not that good. And I feel like Raze is kind of going to fall into the same category, where she's yeah, kind of that, a pub stomper, right? You, that's already how I feel about her. Exactly. Yeah. You can use her to play against bad players, right, and beat them very easily. But if you have <laughs> any sort of game sense whatsoever... True. If you just, if you just don't play as far up... Right. Then her abilities don't touch you and you don't explode immediately. The description I just, I just remember what Pub Stomper was and I started. <laughs> <laughs> the description right here at the end of the of her particular patch note says, Raze's goal is to be a highly threatening duelist that punishes enemies posted in predictable positions. That right there kind of says it all, right? Which, An like, enemy posted I, 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 in a predictable I, I, position. Don't be in a predictable position, right? <laughs> exactly. If you're an absolute noob and you're just like camping the same spot all the time, you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> How did he know I was here? I only did this seven <laughs> times in a row. Bombs a grenade every round over here. Kill me every time. <laughs> this fucking character sucks, dude. I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, no, exactly that. And, and uh, you know, again, like, I, I love the language that they used there. She's, you know, she's meant to punish people that are playing too aggressively and being predictable which like yeah if you want to be a good player in a tactical shooter 
just do some doing something different every round is a very easy way to keep your opponent, you know, on their heels. So you should be trying to think three steps ahead, regardless of skill level, because I guarantee you at least well, a couple of your opponents are doing the exact same thing. Oh yeah, you got to assume that they're yeah, they're trying to do it. Um, there, there's an old saying in Counter Strike that you never want to take a fair fight, and I definitely think that's that's true in this game as well. Oh, dude, you need to scrape and claw for every possible advantage. Even a tenth of a second could win you the entire game. Yeah. Think about yeah. how many times you've like that. The that thing one, goes like that one like clutch that Jay it. had, dude. Yeah. That one clutch that Jay had. Like, like sometimes that tenth of a second will legitimately make or break an entire game. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. Never take a fair fight, right? You always want to try and make sure you have the advantage. If you're say you're on attack, right, and you you want to push a site or you want to push anything, you want to push through a choke. You're playing on Haven and you want to push through double doors in garage, right? Say your team is trying to push C site long and you're you're going to be the lurker, right? And you're going to try and push through double doors. You want to make sure you have some kind of advantage going in whether you're playing phoenix like i i play mostly phoenix or only phoenix <laughs> um and i want to flash through the doors before i walk in right i'm giving myself an advantage or something like ability use or even something as simple as catching the somebody who's watching window inside garage off guard by pushing really aggressive when you know they weren't expecting you to push push aggressive right any kind of advantage you can give yourself in a situation long, like that. As long as you're not doing that every round. Right. Yeah. That that goes back to being a predictable player. You don't want to be predictable against somebody like Ray's because then she'll just throw her paint shells at the same choke point lot. every every single match and you'll wonder why you're dying to her paint shells every single match. <laughs> I actually have one question for Call, and sure. that is how much information is displayed on the screen intel-wise for you in this game versus in CS. Because I um, feel like they give you so much information that to take that and listening and like taking all these things before you step into the battlefield or on the flip side, leveraging where you are and what the current situation is to the best of your abilities on defense is super super important and i'm just trying to figure out how much intel do you have in the exact same situation in cs versus valorant they they operate very similarly i don't know if they're exactly the same um i don't know off the top of my head if you get if you get intel on like enemy abilities on the mini map, if that makes sense. So let's say, for example, if I'm playing, if I'm playing a bomb site, it doesn't matter what, and someone's across the map. In which game? In Valorant. Okay. And someone throws an omen smoke, and I see the omen smoke. Does the person on the other bomb site get that information on the mini map? That's a great question. Um, I don't in think C so. in CS. You get no information about grenades or utility on the minimap at all. I think the same is true 
Um, I think unless you fire your gun, then there's the question mark. I don't think it shows any abilities on the screen. Now, if you have an omen well, thing going... It, it shows friendly abilities friendly. on the screen, yeah. which is friendly sick, because then you don't have to rely on your teammates communicating things. You can gather a lot of intel for yourself just by glancing at the minimap, exactly. right? And, and that's, that's huge. Like, that's a lot of the game, is knowing when to and when not to look at your minimap, because it'll get you killed, but yeah. you got to do it, right? It's also super important. That's yeah, that's exactly. I think that's the biggest aspect of the game that I have yet to even come close to um making solid use of in a match. I almost never look at the minimap and I guarantee if and when I I learn the proper times to do it and what information it provides that is important in a given situation, it would help me I'd so much so more. Much oh, dude, I, I feel like I'm already there, actually. I feel like that was one of the first things I picked up on, because it gives me so... I'm all about that Intel game. I play a Cypher. Like, I try to gather as much Intel as I can before going into a fight. Yeah. and That's like my whole thing. I mean, and, and listen, if you have a, a team of five people that you all play games together regularly like the communication will probably be there already right the thing that's great about the minimap is that it gives you the intel that your teammates have without them having to say it so like if you aren't queuing with five people if you're solo queuing or like we queue with three people a lot um you don't have to rely on your teammates saying something you could just see what's going on in real time on the minimap based on your teammates cone of vision and another very interesting mechanic in the game that isn't in Counter-Strike that is in Apex Legends is the ping system that they put into the game. They actually yeah, they added, added one to Counter-Strike, of course. Right. But they added uh that was recently, wasn't it? They yeah. CS saw they were like, "Oh, Valorant has a ping system. We got to have <laughs> I, a ping well, system I, I now." Think, I think CS did it after Apex. Uh was it what after Apex? Because I feel like I saw I saw that they just recently on Twitter added a recently radio or some shit. weapon menu. I think I don't know. Oh no, they they just recently added the ability to see your teammates' crosshairs. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what it was. What what's pinging? Like pinging like is a... the ability to mark a location just by looking at it and pressing a button. Like in oh, in I haven't. Yeah, I know of that. I haven't used that or known that it was an ability. Yeah, you can do it in Valorant. The thing is, like, I haven't really made use of it because I use comms, right? I, I talk when I when I play, so I never really found use of it. But I did it all the time when I played Apex Legends. When that game first came out, and I was kind of playing that a bit, I used the ping system all over the place. You just press in the the mouse wheel, and whatever you're looking at, your character will say there's danger over there or i'm gonna loot over here or you know whatever um yeah it's basically the same thing uh, you know one of the one of the coolest things in valorant is part of that menu in the ping system there's one thing that you could choose where it says like on my mark or something and it in in game it'll it'll visually give you a place and it'll be like this player wants to attack here in three two one and it counts it down so that your whole team can like rush a spot together That's crazy. interestingly That's really enough crazy. i don't know if you remember that i put uh i put it in discord yesterday or something but overwatch just added something yeah. similar 
where they it's not quite a ping system, but it's a more advanced communication system than what they currently have. Overwatch has always had the ability to say like, um, I, I don't even know. I, I never use it. 3,000 hours and I, I never even use it. But you can say, you can say something as simple as like, thanks to your teammate, right? But okay. now you have the ability to... And I need healing. Right, right. Um, you have the ability to um, count down, to have a countdown before you engage in a fight. Mm. You have the ability to, say, retreat from a fight now. And they added this onto the PTR yesterday, I think. So it's interesting <laughs> to see quick. all of the um, the different you know companies from each game, Valve and Blizzard and whatnot. They're like, okay we need to maybe step up our shit a little bit quicker now because of this massive competition we have with Riot and Valorant and see what they're doing and implement similar features into our games. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, it's almost the inverse of what we were talking about at the top of the show, how Valorant is a game that's bringing together so many different first-person shooter communities and letting them interact. It's also making the best out of all of the different like FPS games staples. It's really interesting. It's using like all of the you know, all of the best communications technology and like I mean, it's opinion based, but like they found a like a golden spot for the movement where the characters are slow but the actions you can perform like there's still a high APM so there's a very high skill ceiling to right. it. Right. It's 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 such an interesting game. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so it it's a lot of fun. Uh it 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 seems like it's got legs, you know, it's a game that's built for competition. I the uh, the one thing that I was actually thinking about last night that I am a bit concerned with is Riot's... And this is not something that we're going to know until the future of the game comes and we have to see the decisions that Riot make along the way. But I do fear that when enough characters get introduced to the game, because I, I'm going to assume that they're going to continuously add new characters and new maps as the game progresses like any game of its kind. We're supposed to get another two characters before the game officially releases. And another map, right? There, there the are ten summer. right now, and there's right. going to be twelve and one new map. Yeah. Right, so the thing that I, I have the biggest concern with, obviously somebody coming from Overwatch, is... Um, the power creep of abilities, right? You can only come up with so many ideas for abilities that don't obstruct the gameplay the way it works now. There's already so many abilities in the game. A lot of them are more or less the same thing, right? You have I mean, how many characters that have a smoke? Exact same. Yeah, you have how many characters that throw out a smoke that maybe act slightly differently. There's some where you walk into the smoke and your vision is completely obstructed. There's ones that you walk into the smoke and you can see like you're in a dome, right? Like, um, who is it? Omen? Jet. You walk Jet, inside Omen. of Omen smoke and you can see the entirety of the inside of the smoke, but obviously you can't see through it. But then a smoke like Brimstones, you walk inside of it and your, com your vision is completely obstructed until you leave the smoke. 
so it's a smoke right it reacts a little bit differently viper smoke you walk into it and your health gets drained until you leave the smoke it's still a smoke so all of the characters have very similar abilities how many characters can they add into the game that just have another version of a smoke until they run out of ways to make smokes and then what do they start doing from then on right do they start coming up with more unique and wacky abilities that start to have an impact on the gunplay being the most important aspect of the game and because that's kind of what happened with overwatch and that's yeah. why i've been mad at overwatch no, for so long that's definitely a big concern of mine as well and and honestly it's one of the reasons that i stopped playing overwatch is because like i didn't want to keep up with the constant you know knowledge of new characters coming out you know having to keep this whole library of abilities in the back of my head um and i mean to that point i i obviously who knows like, can't say what's going to happen right but i don't think that that's going to happen only because um you know counter-strike uh, and one of the reasons i love the game is because you know there are slight variations to what you're allowed to buy depending on which side you happen to be on at the moment but everyone has access to the same basic toolkit which is the guns armor and the grenades right so what i think is more a more likely scenario for this game is that they're gonna keep the 12 they might add a handful more but i think the the changes are going to come in terms of like they're going to change the way that the guns work instead of tweaking abilities and stuff like that i mean i could be totally wrong yeah but I'm... that that's the way that the meta changes in counter-strike is that they'll change the price of a gun or they'll change how much armor penetration it does they'll tweak like one really small thing about it um that allows the core gameplay to remain essentially the same but the way that the thing is utilized is changed within the larger setting yeah, I mean, from what I know and from what I've seen with the game so far, it seems like Riot's got a lot of money, a lot of backing, they're smart, and they know how to like put out a game that will be competitive. If this gets too arcadey, it's going to well, devolve into bullshit and people are going to call it something, some other game that it feels more like, maybe an Overwatch or something else. And they're going to say, well, it's it's just not as good. Whereas if it's closer to CS, but it still has its own things, there's nothing in that pocket right now. And so they right. just need to make themselves not arcadey to the point where they alienate the CS crowd, and then they'll continue to have a good game. And I think that they're already there right now. And I think that steadying the course when they're smart and they have a lot of resources is not difficult. So that's... I'm I'm optimistic. That, that about being that. said, I mean, what I know of Riot's monetization policy, it's garbage, right? There's like a <laughs> oh yeah, but there's like 900 characters, and like there's a weekly rotation, and yeah, you have to buy. This is League of Legends, of right? That you're talking about. Yeah, but just just play. I don't know. I don't play just, MOBAs. Just, dog. Just, just play a lot of characters <laughs> or play a lot of the game. You could probably unlock. Some no, shit. that's the thing. I don't think you're allowed to. I don't think you can unlock characters just by playing. It's either you play the weekly rotation or you buy the characters that you want to play, which like, okay. that's a fine way of doing it. It's just it's strange to me when you have that many characters, 
I think when you have 900, it's totally know. cool it's to, not, have, it's not actually to have money gates around, whatever. If they have 100, money gate becomes less of an issue because it's like, well, you have access to like 30 or 40 or whatever it is. I don't know. But whereas if you have like yep. 10 or like 14, right. and they're trying to specifically make it competitive, I think that they're going to push their monetization probably more on the guns. And maybe a couple like premium characters well, or whatever. Yeah, I mean that, and we've already kind of like, seen that because there's already gun skins in the game, and they're already asking like insane amounts. What is of it? Money. Yeah, it's like seventy dollars for like yeah. six but or seven skins. Maybe, maybe like, the, I mean, I listen, think they're they're cool skins. For that, and then fair enough, well, you gotta sell your gun skins. Maybe if they're gonna be competitive, they're just not gonna charge you. You don't like have to buy gun skins, though. It doesn't yeah, make the gun any exactly. better. You know, what nothing. I'm uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, but nothing in the game right now is something that I have a problem with monetization-wise. If you want to oh, pay no, that, I, much money I agree. For a gun skin, I agree. You can, and right now, there's no characters that you are unable to get. Right. So. If if it comes to the point where they start selling characters, and there are characters that are so obviously stronger than other I don't I don't even think you can do it in a game like this because the characters act so differently like for say Raze was the strongest character in the game or let's use Sage as an example because everyone says Sage is the best character in the game right now imagine you have to pay for Sage and every other character was free right or there was two characters Sage and I mean, Breach that would be absolutely ludicrous exactly so it's different in a MOBA where there's however hundreds of characters and the gameplay more or less is interchangeable from character to character. In a game like this, where you have one character that throws a smoke and then another character that has four different like engagement stun abilities through walls, you know, you can't you can't have something like that be inaccessible and still call the game competitive to some people. I just don't think you'd be able to do it without your game fundamentally collapsing no one's going to stand for that and i don't think that they're going there yet from what i can tell but who knows that that that's all just kind of future stuff and Mm -hmm. you really won't have the answer until they pop out a character that costs money or they never do i can't i can't imagine it happening happening i assume that they're going to stick to cosmetic only microtransactions even though i wouldn't call the gun skin Price is micro right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, it's like they're fifty just bucks for dog. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a lot of money. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think the dev team. Hopefully, they're smart enough to realize like what a successful game they have on their hands, and that they won't do something stupid and egregious, and just like they'll keep the game, you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Competitive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, I also keep don't the think integrity that... of the game intact, right? Without, you know, but but also like they got to make money, so of course you yeah. can sell sell skins all you want. Yeah, that's good. Hmm? Yeah, you try and trade and you bet. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Let's not get I into. Yeah, I, I can't. I'll, I'll I can't buy outfits over skins. I'll buy outfits over skins. Give me some outfits, my dude. I'm there will right be now. there will okay. be character skins. Yeah, like characters, that. the characters okay. are going to get different skins, no and doubt. Want some skins for the guardian. There are no skins mm. for the guardian. I'm mad. So those are my two things. That's it, Ryan. 
right. I, I will say though I don't know I don't remember the name of the skin but the one that's like the the it's like every every gun and every and the knife has the skin too I think oh. or at least most of the guns the prism. maybe it's prism I think it's prism the the purplish shiny one that's like yeah, it's not too flashy prism. but it just gives it that prism like sheen to it that's, that's definitely the sick. best one so yeah far. <laughs> yeah it's, ab- it's absolutely sick but they only have it in like a couple and like the ones that they have it in aren't as good and as... don't get me wrong i'm not gonna spend 50 fucking dollars on no, yeah, now a, you know yeah but maybe one day Give me a good <laughs> not, not on one skin but you spend it on, on I'll a set. Buy it on, i'll do an outfit set my dude look if i oh, if i if i wow. end up sticking with valorant for a long time and the only way i can get these skins is like we have to keep in mind it's a free fucking some, game right some skins you can earn by playing some skins you can earn by playing but right we now. also have to remember that this isn't overwatch where you have to pay like a 20 or 40 dollar initial price tag for the game right it's yeah. it's free you can play it for free so while blizzard does have a more um lenient microtransaction system with their loot boxes where you can just get every cosmetic in the game just from playing it you still got to buy the game whereas this game well this, this one you have to buy through viewing right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes give me like subs. You, like you are buying into the hype big time like that's the whole i i think it's genius it's one of the better executed like marketing campaign launches i've seen in a while from a video game they're just absolutely crushing it oh yeah i mean the twitch numbers for valorant have been like astronomically higher than everything else on twitch and they still are they're just absolutely insane yeah so i mean it's summer man all right so i mean i i guess that was pretty good for a first episode right that was was sick Decent. I know you have some place to be, Nick, and I don't want to go too crazy overboard. You know, first try. (laughs) So yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, I guess we'll just do, um, social media, right? So me, I am Flood underscore thirty three on Twitter and flood underscore 33 here on twitch but you know that already because i'm streaming this from my twitch so we have Otters. my good buddy cole down here aka silent martyr you can you're silent martyr on twitter right uh i have a twitter i don't know what it is because i don't use it anymore uh i am silent martyr on twitch that'll pretty pretty much be the only thing i use that's s-y-l-3-n-t Right. Oh yeah, I have mm. I have your guys' names under your, your, no, yeah, your, your pictures and everything. It's M four R T Y R. My man. Yeah, that was exactly right. There I'm you go. looking at everything. And then my wonderful friend Nick over here, aka Major Blue. And what are Thank you on Twitter? Uh Twitter I don't use Twitter. Major Blue thirteen on uh Twitch. So um, I, I can like once uh, every geometry years. wars video <laughs> yeah I geometry wars. Wars. <laughs> hell yeah you uh, guys want to watch me get 50 mil in passivism <laughs> one time I, Check me out. I was the uh world record holder in parappa the rapper 2 there so, you go oh, that's, speed that's run that's parappa my, the rapper 2 this is true by the way that's my accomplishment of my lifetime <laughs> 
and you can um, you can subscribe to uh, run it back at patreon.com if you want to see Nick beat his high score on Geometry Wars on Twitch I wasn't oh, sure what I you mean, were going to say he was going to be sure yeah I'll do oh, that well, okay better. well there, there's like the there's like the $20 subscription but then there's like the $50 one where Nick, Nick takes his shirt off when he <laughs> when he plays Geometry Wars that's, on stream. That's for only that's for OnlyFans, dude. Yeah, that's OnlyFans.com slash me. All right, so good for a show. I mean, and that's that.